Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding. How are we doing? How's your week going? I'm so fucking excited for this episode. I've been teasing the hell out of this episode on Instagram just because I'm just obsessed with this conversation and I feel like it's going to be one of those conversations that just hits. I think we talk about such real shit that we have both been through. Alicia and I haven't even introduced the guest, but I feel like I've been posting about it so much. We have Alicia Ravel on the podcast today and I'm so fucking excited. I found her on TikTok, instantly was like, holy fuck, my kind of bitch, like, where have you been all my life kind of feeling, you know? If you don't follow her, what are you doing? Um, She's a TikTok queen. She's an Instagram queen. She's a YouTube queen. Soon, hopefully, gonna have her own podcast because we need more of her. I told her, I'm like, I'm not gonna stop harassing you, politely, obviously, until I have you in my ear once a week, every week, okay? Thank you so much. So anyway, what was I saying? I just feel like this conversation is going to hopefully highlight different areas of your life where you maybe are not putting yourself first or not choosing yourself or choosing fear instead of yourself or settling or just in a situation where you potentially could be doing something better or being treated better or even just treating yourself better. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this. It's just literally like two girls talking shit over wine and we get into everything. I'm not even going to sneak peek it because I'm just going to let you listen and enjoy. And yeah, let me know what you think. Let me know what hit. Let me know what resonated. What did you need from this episode? And if you don't follow Alicia, obviously go follow her. You will love her content. She cracks me the fuck up. And yeah, that's it for this intro, short and sweet, because I just want to get into this. And I hope you guys enjoy. Tag me if you listen, tag the podcast, follow the podcast, and I'll be posting a ton more like behind the scenes clips on TikTok. So if you want more video stuff, definitely um, I'll see you on IG and TikTok. So let's get into this episode with Alicia. Bitch, you're drinking water. You told me to bring wine. Oh, I'm dead. Listen, I I am an H2O bitch, but let me take you with me. Come on. Because I definitely have that's, some. That's what I thought we would start with. I was like, I feel like it's only fair if we tell people like where our love story began. Oh, we can swap audacity stories because I don't know where the fuck these men be finding it. They stashed no, it somewhere. Where? I would love to know. I would love to know. I would raid these motherfucking houses if I knew where the fuck it was hidden and I would just take all of it. So what? Like, how did we first find each other? And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was... I posted a TikTok when I was heartbroken in 
January by Mr. Gray. He was a fucking character that I would talk about on my podcast. I'll tell you why we called him. Actually, no, I'm fucking, he, he deserves no spotlight anymore. But I was talking about how I was heartbroken and how I was cheated on and found out that I was um, a mistress, <clears throat> mistress number two, to be exact. And I think that's how we found each other. And I guess we had some like parallels with that. So whatever you feel comfortable sharing, like yeah, what the fuck happened in your last heartbreak? Oh man, um, heartbreak, that's so specific. And I love that you pinpointed that. I left my fiance, which I think that's ironically what I am known for, but it's not necessarily a thing that I feel jaded to be known for anymore. I used to, because I was like, damn, this is not what I wanted anyone to recognize me as, as the chick who left her fiance, like chill. My name is Alicia and there's a lot more to me, but I realized I did a whole YouTube video on why I left and just explaining it. Cause I, I didn't want to answer all the DMs. I wanted to be like, here's one video, watch this, leave me alone. Like, let me process blah, blah, blah. And that video blew up. I got, that's where most of the followers came from. They were like, I am just like you. I relate to you. I've gotten stories of women like with the same guy that they basically just settled for, for 17 years. Like, I'm just like, I can't imagine. My mind was eight and a half. So I can't imagine doing 17. That's mind blown. Eight and a half years. I stayed with the guy. Yeah, yeah. Listen, um, so I've done therapy and I've done processing and I figure out, I've learned like what it was that kept me there. But that was not my most recent heartbreak. My most recent heartbreak okay. was a legit narcissist. And it's so, it's not funny. It's actually a bit serious. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to cry. Anyways, I'm quoting TikToks over this fucking narcissist. But um, he was right after I left my fiance. So I met him in February and never experienced anyone like this guy ever in my entire life. So I've spent my entire twenties with one man, right? I was in a relationship when Tinder came out, when Instagram came out, I've never had never been on a dating app. I'd never been around like club fuck boys, bar scene, fuck boys, never. Like I just was a fucking deer, like a baby deer, whatever, a Bambi bitch. Um, and he pounced on that. I experienced for the first time, gaslighting like legit in where he would twist it and then call me crazy and I was like wait and it's crazy because I have a fantastic memory but during that time when I dated him I wouldn't remember it I could yeah I wouldn't remember anything and it was wild to me I'd be like this is such a red flag that I can't remember and I don't I thought it was my fault of course um he love bombed me never experienced anything like that before so I thought it was real I was like wow this is the attention that I was literally begging for for eight and a half years finally getting it I'm like this is it like finally someone sees my worth okay yes bitch no <laughs> that is not what was happening um as soon as he started I was like okay yeah like I'm exclusive. Let's be exclusive. I want to be exclusive with you is when he started pulling away and then being super insecure. I couldn't post whatever I wanted to post anymore, which I'd always had freedom. No. I posted a picture of me no. in a swimsuit and my ass is fat and it, the cheeks hang out. It's like having big- your ass is amazing. It's like having big boobs and wearing a tank top. Like people are going to be like, Oh, she's yeah. an attention whore. No, she just has big boobs. It's the same with me. I have, I have double D's and I, I mean, I love them. I hope I do. I fucking paid for them. You know what I mean? But sometimes it's, it's like, and my mom is like, bless her heart. She's like a 
Hispanic, religious. Like she, she doesn't like my boobs. Let's just say that. And so when she, she's visiting me right now and when she's here, I have to like completely revamp my wardrobe because anything I wear, she's like, Lisa, like she just like hates yeah, it. Yeah. It's the struggle of my life where I'm like, I just want to wear this cute little fucking free people bandeau, but it looks like I'm about to clock into work. And it's like, no, I'm just trying to go to Trader Joe's. Like I can't. Yeah. Like- there was a TikTok I saw where this chick was like, oh, she's wearing a skanky top. And she's like, no, I just have big boobs. And I was like, I need to do this with my butt because I can put on a full boy short uh, like bikini bottom and it will, my ass will eat it. It literally will turn into a thong if I start to walk. So it's like, I'm going to just wear a fucking thong because I don't need all that fabric up there. Thank you. So I was like, I just posted me in a swimsuit and I'm trying to link the swimsuit so that my followers can find it on Amazon and buy it. And he called me yelling like, screaming at me like my friends see this i can't believe it i'm like let your friends see it lucky them lucky I know, them. like let them know who you're who you're hitting like what are you why are you bitching this is so bizarre to me and it was so weird and then he would like gaslight and make me feel like like he tried to he really tried to poison my social media which was insane because i love what i do and he was like towards the end he'd be like you're not who you are on social media and i that's that's when I busted out laughing. I remember that. I was like, you don't know me because anyone I've ever met is like, you are literally the exact same. And I'm like, exactly. That's what that's what they do though, right? Like not only will they try to capitalize on somebody who might be in a fragile state, like they're not going to go up to some bitch who's like in her moment shining as like, they're not going to go to somebody who like, they know who they can fuck with essentially. And it's m- complete manipulation, right? But I think another thing that they like to do is like, isolate the things that you love whether that's like your friends or this or that for you maybe it was like your social media like no you're not allowed to have that because he probably could see how much you loved it and how much you like thrived doing it and he was like I like yeah she needs to be like mine and not have anything that's like giving her joy that's not me this always fascinates me because it's always so crazy how like somebody like that can can really isolate you like did people in your life be like yeah bitch what are you doing there were um man that was so that's a tough question yes and no because my best friend plays devil's advocate she doesn't anymore she was just about to marry her soulmate so she was in like la la land lovey-dovey land and she was like maybe he just needs this like she beats herself up for it all the advice that she gave me she was playing his devil's advocate and she's like never again and then what actually was going on during that time as well was I was losing my old group of girlfriends who were all going to be my bridesmaids they ended up like there was a core girl who was also a narcissist which is very very bizarre Uh, I don't know where they find me but they're like hey you must be a little bitch um but she was the lead chick (laughs) she never liked me because she could never manipulate me she would do a lot of things and talk I found out all this stuff like all this she would talk bad about me behind my back there was one night where they wanted to go out and go to the bars and I, I just like right after the breakup and I'm just like, I'm tired. I am exhausted. I feel like being alone. So I'm going to go home. She went <laughs> on her like close friends list and was like, Alicia's so jealous of me. She didn't even want to go out because she knows I look so good. And these friends are laughing because they're like, that's literally not Alicia and that's crazy. And so that she was the main girl, like the leader of that group. So when she trickled out, they tr- started to follow so because I was also losing that, that, those girls, I didn't have them to be like, 
stop calling him like don't answer the phone don't stop hanging out with him she doesn't blah, blah, blah. she doesn't sound like a loss that sounds like a win no, she wasn't. that sounds like a win she was for pretty you. bad yeah she was pretty bad and it was just like she just hated me and i'm not gonna lie it's really because she could never get to me she would she was the type of girl like you could walk into the room and just know that everyone had just been talking about you and i never allowed that to happen she would do that with the other girls in the group as well and i'd be like let's wire if you have i would be like i'm gonna change her name um sally if this is how you feel why haven't you talked to her about it why don't you go say something you know what i mean i would shut it down and just and i would also question her like why are you bringing this to all of us when it sounds like you weren't a just you weren't just that. like a yes man sitting there like agreeing I with everything and I've never been that, yeah. um, except for with this dude, this narcissist, but I was, I found out, okay, listen, it's funny that you brought up how they pick their victims. I found out there were three girls, like total that he lied to me about. I was one of the three, right? So that I'm not supposed to worry about these girls, blah, blah, blah. One of them had just got out of, of a serious, oh, she left a fiance and he cheated on her. The other one was getting divorced and uh, had a baby with her ex-husband. And so these are two people, ironically leaving a marriage type of situation, all of us are. And he led us all on for six months at least. And I didn't get the truth until like months later. And I actually just got even more of the truth within this past week because I, I still have friends who are just friends with him and that's like a whole spider web of shit. And when anything hits the fan, one of them will call me and be like, dude, guess what? And I'm like, Ugh, do I even want to know? So when when did he walk away? Like, what what did that look like? Oh, that was so hard. He would not let me walk away. It was like, uh, he really, I'm not, He. I think he was the one who sucked out the fight in me. I always thought that was my fiance because I fought really hard for my ex-fiance to prove that like I was the best thing that was ever going to happen to him. And I'm like, why can't you just change just for you? Cause you can do better. This is your potential. I see it. Why don't you? And I fought for years, but I put in fight with this other guy and he completely drained it. And so it was when I moved to Dallas, I kind of knew beforehand that it wasn't going to work out, but he, he lied. He came up here to go to couples counseling with me and then ended up no call, like no call, no show. Didn't even pick up the phone, didn't even show up. So I'm sitting here on like Zoom with a counselor and I'm like mortified, right? He ended up saying, oh, I'm looking at apartments. I'm here. I'm in town looking at apartments. He never was. So he just like a liar, liar, liar. He would string me along. And then finally it was like, this is, you no longer bring me peace. And I don't care to fight for this anymore. Like when you make it feel good, like, okay, I won a battle and I fought for it and I deserve this happiness is right when you take it away. And that's not love. So you don't love me. You're a liar. Leave me alone. And that was tough. Well, at least you left. I think that's the hardest part for so many people is like, often they're just in too deep and so manipulated that it's like sometimes even they know it's fucked up and they know they're in a fucked up situation or they know they're settling. Maybe it's not with a narcissist, but maybe it's just generally with a with a partner that you know they're not as fulfilled as they know they could be but it's like oh like you know it's like settling or too scared or fearful so that takes balls honestly to walk away from a situation well that's why I left the fiance fiance wasn't a toxic narcissist and at the end of the day if I would have married him I would have been happy but the happiness would have been right here and I knew that this was settling and I was very afraid to leave because I was with him for eight and a half years I did, could not literally could not sit here and picture my future without him. I had no idea what the fuck that was going to look like. And that's terrifying. And I was like, but 
the what if, the fear of the what if was bigger than the fear of the unknown. And I couldn't just marry him and even, like just knowing what it felt like in the moment. And 20 years from now being like, what if I shouldn't have married him? What if I left? That is what was like, okay, then you should go and figure out what it is going to look like without him. And if you spend, I was like determined to do at least six months and spend six months focusing on me and learning what I like to do and trying to figure out if I could stand on my own two feet without any help from him. And I still miss him and ache for him. And he, and I'm like, oh, he's it. Like then, okay, I'll come back. It dead ass, like a month. I was like, nope, <laughs> you did the right thing. <laughs> You're like, yep, I'm done. No, I was like, Ugh. And I'm just so glad that I had more faith in myself than fear to just go try it. And that's my biggest advice to anyone. If you're in this relationship where you feel like there's probably better out there, you it might it took me a long time to find it, but I needed to f- know that I could stand on my own two feet. And that's more important than anything else. Because now I know if any other man acts up, I don't give a fuck if it's like Jesus. I if he's walking on water and he slips, I'm gonna be like, ah, I wouldn't do that. I would treat myself better than that. So I'm gonna dip out. You know what I mean? It's just when you know who you are and who like that fact that you're good on your own, you don't settle anymore. That's the thing though, is that's something else I wanted to talk about because it's this fear. It's this polarizing fear of being alone. And I think one of the biggest things is like, I don't want to say until you love yourself, but I think it's like until you're okay being alone and until you, for me, it's like, I don't want to say like, oh, I I love myself fully. Like, listen, I I have a complicated relationship with myself. It's, It's the best it's ever been now, but I've been through a lot with myself. I love who I am. I love the heart that I have. I know the shit that I don't like about myself. I can't stand myself sometimes, but I'm not like fully, oh my God, in love with myself. I'm working on it, but I, but I like enjoy my own company and I feel like I finally treat myself like my own friend. And that's why I'm like, is sing- is being single so-, so fucking fun? Yeah. Does it have moments where I'm like, wow, I wish I had a- somebody special? Yeah, absolutely. People are so afraid to like be uncomfortable and like be with themselves and go through that and so I feel like that's why so many people are just like yeah I'll I'll just like hold on to whatever is like giving me attention or it's somewhat enjoyable where it's like no I I don't care if this sounds stupid like I want fucking magic like I'm not gonna settle for the first dumb fuck that comes into my life like I've been alone way too long to be like oh yeah I'll just take that but people are so scared of being alone. And I know it's like, it's, it's a thing for women, like not to get binary, but it is right. For so many reasons. What would you say to somebody who's like, I'm scared of being fucking alone? Have, what would I say? You will always be afraid of something if you don't pursue it. If you don't face it, you will, it'll always have a chokehold over you. And I am, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. There's a wire that's broken, but I would be damned if anyone besides some fine ass man has a chokehold on me, period. And in, in, a, in a very specific position, all right? I don't even mean like narcissist wise, you know what I mean? I just, well, I, I can't stand the thought of not doing something just simply because I'm afraid. I don't think fear I won't allow fear to be strong enough to dictate how I live my life. 
Um, and that has, every time I've overcome my fear, it has made me immensely stronger. Leaving a whole ass fiance with a wedding, everything booked. I still have the dress. Like everything is booked. It's ready to go, bitch. We're four months away and I'm about to walk down this aisle and say, I do to a man that I know is not it for me. And I, it's terrifying to leave. It's terrifying. You think of the people who you're, you know, hurting. It's not just you hurting. It's everyone else. But there's some circumstances where you need to be selfish so that you can be the best version of yourself. I wouldn't be the woman that I am if I had stayed. And I love, I love who I am now. I'm literally not the same person. It's, it's, it's lit. It's lit. I love it. So I think when you recognize that you're not doing something because you're afraid of it, that's when you need to take charge and you need to face it just to know within yourself that you're capable to do it. And whenever something scares you, the growth that happens when you do do it and the confidence that you get from doing something that scares you, there's nothing. I wish they sold that shit in jars. I would buy pounds of it. So, okay. So we got cheated on. Yeah. That was last year. Yeah, that was last year. I really thought this guy was like the one who's going to answer my prayers and then found out he had a whole girlfriend the whole time and then some other girl on the side and then me on the side. And I was like, you really had me as a side bitch. Are you fucking dumb? That's why he hated my social media because I kept wanting to post him and he was like, absolutely not. Bro, what is it with these fuckers cheating on multiple people and doing it with somebody who shares their life online? Are you dumb? Are you well? Like, are you well? they're They're dumb. (laughs) <laughs> I would post, okay, I never posted, he didn't have social media or he said at this point, I don't believe, I, you know, everything is tainted. Everything is fucking tainted yeah. in yeah. the six months that whatever we <sighs> did. Um, he didn't have social media, right? And so I wouldn't post like his face because he wasn't my boyfriend. Like we were just dating. Yeah. But, you know, once we kept seeing each other and kept seeing each other and kept seeing each other and we went on a trip together, like I would fucking make little vlogs I would post like when we were out to dinner like you could fucking tell I was with somebody I would talk about him on my podcast he knew he had a nickname like his second or his first mistress found my fucking Instagram bitch was stalking me every single day after like this whole blow up like you have no idea she found me how did you find out did she tell you so I found out a day before New Year's okay and oh god it just like makes me want to throw up he had sent I was in Costa Rica for um, the holidays. He was going to come to Costa Rica to meet my mom, who's like the most important being in my life. And he knew that. And he got COVID, so he couldn't come. My birthday's in January. And he was like, let's go to Dubai for your birthday. He was very fucking just, anyway. So I was like, say less, right? And so I'm just sitting there one day. I'm literally, I just recorded my New Year's episode, like whatever. He had sent me chocolate covered strawberries to Costa Rica, okay, the day before. And so I woke up, as it was a Wednesday, whatever, did my podcast, and I took a picture of one of the strawberries, and I was like, lol, breakfast, and I sent it to him. And then I started getting fucking bombarded with calls from a number from his city. And so I'm like, I knew he had an ex-wife, or so I thought they were divorced. They weren't divorced. I knew he had an ex-wife. He had told me about that. That's what mine was. It was his ex-girlfriend, but they were together the whole time. Oh my God, bitch. So I'm like, I text him and I'm like, babe, I'm getting some calls. Like, is it it your ex-wife? Because she knew 
he had told me she found out that there was like a girl in Miami because he kept coming to Miami to like to see me like every other fucking weekend. So uh, he was like, oh, she found out that there's like somebody in Miami, like whatever. So in my head, I'm like, oh, this bitch like found me and is like calling me. And it was like when I tell you nonstop, like I couldn't even it was like like she I couldn't even use my phone because like she yeah. just kept calling. So yeah. I blocked the number. And I text him and I'm like, who the fuck is calling me? And he's like, oh, don't worry. Don't pick up, whatever. And then like. I would have picked up. If he was, some man would have been like, don't pick up. I'd have been like, ah, a curiosity is going to kill me. So no, at at first he was, I was like, is this your wife? And and I blocked the number because I was like scared for a second. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And he was like, no, no, don't worry. Like everything's fine. Like it's probably just my ex-wife, like whatever. And he was so, he was such a good liar. Like this whole time, like such a good fucking liar. And so I was like, okay. And then he was like, send me the number so I can just make sure. So I sent him the number and he's like, don't answer. And as soon as he said that, my heart sunk and I'm like, oh, hell no. Like something is fucking wrong here. Like something is fucking wrong. Or I called him once I FaceTime and I'm like, who's calling me? And how do they get my number? He's like dead. He's like hung over on his bed. Like looks like he just saw a ghost. I've never seen him like that. He looks sick to his stomach. Now looking back, like he just looked fucking caught, obviously. So long story short, because it's a long story. He's been cheating on his wife for the past X amount of years with a, a, a long time with this woman. And she found out about me because she, the night before they were getting drunk, booking a trip to Dubai and for her birthday and she he he was very sketchy with his phone like he had a passcode for every fucking app and I would always be like why the fuck do you have a code for that and he'd be like oh it's because of his um one of his sons he was like oh like he always gets on my phone so I was like oh believable right like dumb bitch believable so Mm -hmm. she I guess was he went to the bathroom or something and he was drunk she got in his phone he would archive our conversation because we would talk on WhatsApp, he would archive my conversation, which means like you like hide it. Like you completely hide a conversation. It goes into another folder. And so she was like, I found your conversation. I read the whole thing. And she was like, I could tell that you didn't know anything. So basically she saved my number, confronted him. He lied. She left his house. The next day she was calling me, calling me, calling me, calling me, calling me. And so he was caught. Like he was caught. She was yelling at him that she knew everything. And then I fucking answered the phone. She told me everything in 10 minutes. I hung up. I called him. I told him to fuck off, blocked him. And then two days later, she called me again. We talked for like two hours. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, that was great. Oh that my God. Great. Here's how I found out. I had already ended it. It had been done. And he was like, I still love you. I'm in love with you. I love you. Take me back. Like He would be the one. I'd block him on literally everything, bitch. And I'd wake up with an email the next day shit you not an email I was like how the fuck did you even find it um (laughs) but I was on um Instagram I was watching my friend's stories and she posted a picture of his ex who used to model for the clothing brand that she had and I was like that was so pretty and I was like wait I know I know who that is and I clicked on the tag and I was like oh so I go to her profile and I'm like look I'm just she's pretty right I'm literally instantly checking this bitch out (laughs) and I'm scrolling she did a carousel and on the very last frame it's her and him in Colorado two days after I ended it arm around each other like they had a whole bucket of like champagne and roses like he just wine and dine this bitch and probably flew her out on his dime to Colorado two days after he's telling me like I'm in love with you I can't lose you blah 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 fucking blah so I'm like you gotta be kidding me so I confront him with that 
he was like, well, technically I didn't do anything wrong because you ended it and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, and we, I also never said you were my girlfriend. So I don't really know why you're upset. I was like, okay, but you wouldn't leave my house for like four months. Like you literally practically lived with me, but I'm not your girlfriend. Okay, go fuck off. My red flag that I ignored was A, the social media thing, because that drove me nuts. That was weird to me. I was like, if you're with me all the time, why, why are you hiding me? And then his phone was always on D&D. There was never a moment when he was not, or his phone was not on D&D. And I was like, why? And he goes, I just hate those spam calls. And I was like, okay, I get it. Maybe you get a lot of This them. fucker was weird with his phone too. Like he wouldn't leave it for a second. It was always face down. And there were, that's, that's there, were there were, yeah. which like, I understand. I, if, listen, I, I, this is between me and God. Like if I can't see my phone, I have a little heart attack. Like I need to be, I, I need to be able to see my phone at every point of the day because I, I have anxiety. That's one thing. But like, I'm not fucking hiding shit aside from some fire ass nudes in there. That's it. Like I'm not hiding anything. I'm not even hiding them. If they get leaked, you're fucking welcome. You're <laughs> no, welcome. but he would, he like passcodes for random apps that I'm like, why? No, that's, fuck? that's a red flag. Like, I, here's the thing with me. I can leave my phone in my house and go walk Finn and be fine. I don't need my phone on me. I can leave my phone unlocked. I literally have literally nothing to hide because I don't give a fuck. Like I don't have time for sketchy shit period if i like i'm not talking to multiple dudes literally fucking ever and if i'm on dates and dating multiple people i don't give a fuck if you know yeah you're in a competition a competition it's a race bitch you better step up your game so for me when i find a man and it may be probably because of the narcissist but if i find a man who's so like about his phone if i'm like hey let me see your phone and he's like no i'm like ah That'll do it. No, I'm scarred. I'm I'm scarred now. And I always used to be that bitch who was like, I would love a man with no social media, like a weak Instagram game. And now I'm like, actually, if you don't have social media, I'm fucking scared of you. Why don't you have social media? That's weird. That's weird. That's funny. I'm still still like, I wish he had no social media. (laughs) Like, I wish I was that person. But now I'm like, no, I want you to have something now. You know? Like, but, yeah. but also, I, I mean, unless like, unless like they are just like very vibey, which like I love, obviously, unless they are and they're like into it and whatever, I love a man with like a weak Instagram game, like a 27 like situation, like fuck me up. Oh, I love that too. I'm not going to lie. I, it's like a, if they're not liking girls in bikinis, because Honestly, the way that women view that as such a red flag, it's just, it becomes disrespectful for the person, for the other girl, the main chick. I'm just like, you, you should, out of respect, if you really love and respect her, cut it out. I don't give a fuck how long y'all been dating, cut it out. And then, I don't know, because I'm. This, the thing is, is that I'm not an insecure person. So I can see a comment where a, a girl even is like, oh, you look fire. Or like, okay, I see you. Like that literally, shit you not, does not bother me. But I will have, because of this narcissist, a red, like a voice in the back of my head, like, maybe you should ask about Careful. this girl and ask Yeah. About I was going to, okay, selfishly, we're going to talk about happier things now, like your new mans and you thriving. But selfishly, like, I'm not dating anybody right now. But I have, been, I have been like, <laughs> what'd you say? Oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dead ass. Like, if, I, if anything messes up with Quincy, fucking kid you not i will do a blood oath with you i will mail you a drop of my blood i don't care hashtag single for life no fucking so 
I, I have been like on a few dates and like, you know, vibing out the last few months, but how the fuck do you not? Okay. Before I ask this, I'm never going to be that girl who's like, I fucking hate men. They're all the same. No, because I don't want to think that way. And I want to have a little bit of hope. You know what I mean? Like, I need to have a little bit of hope. I can't fucking think that way. Do I think they're all pieces of shit? Yeah. Do I love them? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think they're all pieces of shit. I think it's maybe like 2%. Right. And that leaves, that leaves 98 for us to shift through. And I'm not okay with that. I just don't have time. I know. So it's exhausting. It's I know. But- So I'm not that, I'm not trying to do that. But what I am trying to say is like, when you have been lied to so fucking like ruthlessly, like I would, I, everything that I experienced with him from the day I met him was everything had lies every single day. And like, it sucks because I'm like a single queen. Like I've been single for fucking ever and I love it. And I like, I just have been having a lot of fun, right? Like I went through a lot of shit in my twenties and like, just a lot of hard things that I just never let myself like date and like I didn't really have the emotional capacity to and so in the last few years I finally like been in fucking therapy working on myself and letting myself have fun right and so I meet this guy and I get bored like this and this fucker like just something about him like we just got along so well I was so excited about it and then it turned out it ended up you know it ended horribly so like of course I felt like a fucking fool. Of course I feel so stupid. Obviously I know it's on him and not on me, but it's inevitable that you're not going to feel stupid and like your trust is so broken. And I feel like I'm a woke ass bitch and I still couldn't like read this. Right. So with that said, I just like, don't want to let that carry into everything else. And it's like, even on the dates and stuff that I've been on in the, in the like last few months, like I can't help, but be like, I don't believe any of this shit. You know what I mean? I, was terrified to let myself fall for Quincy because of that reason, because um, his social media is popping and that's a red flag for me um, just because of my own trauma. But I recognize that that's my trauma that I'm putting on him. So I'll tell you what, like what worked for me and then what my mindset is and it will forever be. What worked for me was, when I met him, like shit, you know, I was done with men. So I was like, we can be friends, and that's it. And so, what, you know, he was he was hella friend zoned. Uh, we know I friend zoned the fuck out of that guy. He literally came in for he he pulled a move, and I literally like was like, I think we can just be friends. And I just don't know, honestly, as a bad bitch, what that must feel like. But the fact that he stuck around after I literally swerved and was like, no must is just that's king behavior um but a he was <laughs> a boundary, which i love and then b it allowed me to get to know him and like we were friends so that means i heard his fuck boy stories and he heard my like ho face stories um right we would talk about our exes like it was and it was i didn't make me feel any type of way i didn't he didn't feel any type of way like we confessed where we went wrong what he did wrong blah blah like everything we just talked like friends we got to know each other yeah and that built the trust because i am realizing this dude is not sketchy he's not a liar um i can trust him i'm not going to be friends friends anyway with someone i can't trust period so the trust there was built and then also getting to know him allowed me to see what it looks like when he's in this mood or if he's bluffing, like play, po- play poker with your dates, figure out what their fucking bluff face looks like and then eat them alive with that shit. I'm the worst. I'm the worst fucking liar though. Like I'd be. Oh, I'm the best liar on the planet. I'm the That's worst, I- dude. Get out. 
So I just, I know how to fake it. So I make it, but I love learning people, learning the behaviors. Um, and like, there were things that happened where my trust was a hundred percent shifted with him. I was like, wait, I really thought this wouldn't come from you. And I always addressed it like in that moment, like, what is this? And because the trust as a friend and then getting to know him and knowing like his ins and outs was already established. I knew what I knew that he like, if he was lying and he never did, he never lied. Um, he like, we also cared for each other and anything I said, like, I don't like this. I shit you not. It stopped immediately. It stopped immediately. We weren't even dating yet. It just stopped immediately. Um, if I was like, this is going to bother me. You can either choose me or if, if you're curious, then go be curious, but you're not going to have me with like, it stopped. Everything would just stop. And so that's how he built my trust whenever it was shaken. Well, he, he and then prioritizing you and your feelings, yes. which is like, yeah. what a concept, right? Like what? what a concept. And that happened because we established, established that friendship. And he knew that I wasn't just someone like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not just someone you could be friends with. I am. If it's up to me, I have a high self-control. But if it's up to any guy, I guarantee you the dude is probably going to want to sleep with me. And so it's like, absolutely. when I abstain you from that, when I revoke your access to that, that means I'm making you prove that you're more than just the thing in between your legs, that you can treat me right with every other aspect of your character. So that's what I wanted. And I got that. And then even then there's still a fear. Like what if though, like what if he's lying? What if he's still out here? What if there's another girl? Like what if, what if, what if that that's nagging in the back of my mind. And what I decided to adapt as my mindset is I am not an idiot for choosing to trust someone. If they if I bring something to them and they lie to me, I am not an, Id an idiot for believing them. I actually think it makes me a little bit stronger for ignoring or saying, not ignoring, because I'll, I'll address my fears and I face them, but pushing past the fears and allowing myself to lean into joy and be vulnerable. That's strength, period. If someone lies and cheats on me, they're the idiot. And it's okay in the moment to be like, I'm such an idiot. And with social media, that feeling right there is broadcasted over and over again by so many people. It's so readily available to see someone like, I'm such an idiot. I believed you, but it's okay to feel that way, but to know that you're not an idiot. Yeah. I said, I said that, I said this to my therapist after, and I was like, I just feel so stupid. Like I feel so dumb. I feel like a fool. I kept saying that over and over. And she was like, what he did to you it doesn't make you a fool. It makes him a manipulator and a liar. Right. But it's like, we, we attach these like labels to ourselves and it's like, well, I always go back to, I love everything you said, first of all. And I always go back to Brene Brown, who is a queen, a vulnerability queen. And she talks about this arena, right? Putting yourself in the arena in whatever regard, whether it's work, uh, relationships, dating, whatever. And my therapist also always goes, goes back to that. And so she was like, I don't want you to not put yourself back into the arena just because something went wrong. Like, yeah, something could go wrong, but that's life, dude. Like we can't control that. Like that's out of, but it's like almost, it's like, what would you rather, right? Like, what would you rather never experience that feeling again, never experience like joy and connection and like love and whatever, 
would you rather just never experience those things because you're so scared and going to be guarded? It's like, that's a choice people have to make, right? Quincy literally checked off. He pursued me. He, if there was something I didn't like that I was like, this is shaking my trust in you. He changed it. He planned time for me. He made me feel, he did literally everything that no one else has ever done before. And I'm like, if I'm going to sit here and let my fear prevent me from finding out if this is, this is it, like, this is really what I deserve and what I want to have for a long time, then I'm, I feel like I would feel like I'm a coward. So I think just knowing that if someone lies to you, cheats on you, manipulates you, they are the idiot. You are not the idiot. I think going in wholehearted allows you to hopefully find that one about 2% somewhere, wherever the fuck they are. It's also like the dating culture nowadays. I'm not saying everybody's like this, but I'm saying generally speaking, I can't fucking play this game of like, you know, whoever cares less wins. I will play the fucking game, but I don't like playing it. Like, I don't want to do that. But it's like, I'm going to do it if everybody else is doing it. Like, of course. I'm kind of telling myself now, it's like, I'm kind of over that. Like, if I care about someone and I, or I start to care, this is me saying this right now, my Scorpio moon will not fucking let me do this when I do meet somebody. But I don't like that. Like, I don't like that that's a thing. I just think... And I don't fucking know because I was in a relationship for such a long time. I missed the dating apps. But when I got on them, I was like, oh, eh, eh. how did you meet? How did you meet Quincy? Oh, yeah, I fucking hate dating apps. And then I literally deleted it because he, he was like my last hope. But I only matched with him because his profile said looking for friends. A word for fucking word. And I was like, oh, done. But I think this era that we're in is so fast paced. It, it really is it's so fast paced. Everything is so automatic. And we're so just accustomed to that, that that's what we feel like. Okay, I like you. We're boyfriend and girlfriend. And there's no growth. Like me friend zoning Quincy, I feel like should just be a standard. Because at the end of the day, if you meet this person, you're like, I can see myself with you, but let's be friends first, right? Then it's no pressure to text them first. It's no pressure to be like, good night. Totally. Literally. Totally. Because I would, if you're my friend, I'm going to hit you up. If you're a guy friend and I see something, I don't give a fuck. Like any sex in the world and I see a funny meme, I'm sending it to you, period. You're, you're getting my TikToks. Yep. Like there's a list of people that get my TikToks. And if you're my guy friend, you get one too. Congratulations. But it's like that pressure is taken off. Imagine what it was like before cell phones when you had to like, you walked away from your house and you left your phone there with a fucking voicemail on a cassette tape. You're unreachable. That's yeah. it, it takes time to get to know someone, right? So everything is so automatic these days that everyone is rushing. It's, it feels natural to do it. And I understand why, but if you slowed it down and stayed in this zone, which my, was my friend zone a little bit longer, you get to know this person before you're like, Oh, I like you. Cause what if you like them? And then you rush forward and then you're like, oh, I don't like you. What the fuck is this? That's goofy. Right. But nobody gives themselves that time anymore, right? Or it's it's just- Because it's like, they want to be happy. They feel alone. They're like, oh, you're the person that's going to fill my void or something. I don't know what it is. I really don't because I am good on my own two feet, right? So I don't feel like there's anyone else who can fill my void. My void is filled. I'm lit. Like, <laughs> bitch, I'm lit. But I will only accept anyone in my circle if you add value, if you put like a little tahine on the room, 
you know, of my cup. Love my a little tequila on the rim. My cup is lit, it's tequila and ready to go. But if you want to add some edible glitter, bitch, okay. <laughs> okay, wait. I wanted to talk also about confidence before we wrap up because I don't know if I'm sure you do fucking know this, but even through a screen, one of the well, I think one of the many fucking reasons why we love you is because even through a motherfucking screen, it's like magnetic. And I I think confidence is so magnetic. And I used to have it all wrong. I used to have it all wrong with confidence because I thought I was really shy growing up, you know, and once I got comfortable, like I was like, I've always been a funny bitch, but it's it like I was definitely, I would dim myself down for sure. I had this like fear of being like seen and heard, even though I wanted to. And it took me fucking 28 years to be like, yeah, actually I want to be seen and I want to be heard. And it still sometimes makes me uncomfortable, but it's like fucking finally, you know, but I had it all wrong where I thought like if I wasn't innately confident or like whatever like I just could never get there right like I hadn't understood that it's like something it's like a muscle as well like if you don't feel it like it's something that is attainable for people right so have you always been this fucking confident or like what like what's been your like journey with that it's been a a strange journey it's um it's different than your story for sure. I've always been an attention seeker. When I was a kid, I was the center of it. Like I needed it, right? And it was a very immature way of looking at the center of attention. If someone else had it, I would be like, mm. yeah, as a kid, right? And that was, I'm sure, annoying. Um, and then, you know, as I get into uh, hit puberty and stuff like that is when I blew up in the wrong direction. There was also terrible things going on in my home life that just made me depressed and suicidal. So the eating disorder was at its highest peak whenever I was a teenager from like 13 to 20. It was just horrible. It was really, really bad. And I didn't want to be seen. And the thing is, this is what I've learned in like my later 20s from like 25 on is being the center of attention is okay as long as I am happy to share it. And when someone else is having their limelight, I bask in it. And I'm like, yes. And because I love to hype other people up, I learned. So like, okay, back to my teenagers, whenever I was high in this eating disorder, I dimmed my shine. And it was basically like being who I'm not. It was like putting myself in this box. I'm meant to stand out because I have this personality. It's not even about how I look. My personality is just lit. I'm meant to express that. And by dimming it, I was it made me literally want to kill myself. So makes a lot of sense. How, cr- how crazy, but an eating disorder will do that to you. That's some one of my biggest struggles in my in my 20s though. Like mine was way later. But it's it's literally still something that I am like yeah. recovering from. But that shit will isolate you like a narcissist man. Like worse. Like literally. Insane. Yeah, like insane. And I just, I went on this trip to the Bahamas just a few weeks ago and I was having body dysmorphia the entire time, but I pushed through it. And the way that I did that, I was so miserable. I wanted to die, literally. This is not even like, I wanted to die. No, I wanted to, I wanted it. I fantasized about it. And I realized 
that I was the one, my brain was the one making me miserable. I would be mortified to be in a swimsuit or even something like this because I thought my arms would, were fat. And I was like, this is up to you. You're, the, you're making yourself miserable. Change your mindset. And so I started small. I would look at pictures and my eyes would hone in to what I hated the most, my thighs, my whatever, anything. What I looked for was like, what do you like? You always get complimented on your smile. Does your smile look good? Do you look happy? I started to look for emotions, not for physical attractions in my photos, but for emotions. And then that changed. And I'm like, if I look happy, yes, post it. I don't care about anything else because I realized my body dysmorphia was telling me I looked fat when no one else saw that. So I was like, how do I feel? Fuck, fuck how I think I look. How do I feel? Right. And so if for the summertime, if I'm going to a pool, I used to pretend to be a mermaid when I was a kid. I shit, I love the pool. I still take like two hour long baths. I love water. So I'm going to be mortified to be in a swimsuit when there are, let's be honest, bigger people who are having a grand old time in the pool. What the fuck is my problem? And I'm like, how do I feel? Am I excited to go to this pool? Cool. Then who cares what you're wearing? Who cares? Just go have fun. And that was like the mindset change. And it took years because I had to constantly like speak words of life into the negative thoughts that were like, like this. It's, I had to it's an everyday thing. Like it's an everyday thing. And it's not everyday anymore, thank God, because I spent years practicing it. But it was, I decided to create my own happiness and speak to myself the way I would speak to my best friends. Because even though I hated myself, I always hyped up my girlfriends, always. And it was like, why am I not doing that for me? That doesn't make any sense to me. So I changed that and started hyping my ass up. And now when someone is like, like I have this, I get some weird DMs. I'm, I don't know where people or who the fuck they think they are because it doesn't ever get to me. That's what it is. It's not like, how dare you call me fat? Like I actually had some girl call me fat. It was like, why do you think that's even going to affect me? You idiot. Like that's literally not going to. I, I and- still can't believe, like it blows my fucking mind that there are people that do choose to do that with their time like imagine the misery in which you must be in to think like oh i'm gonna just sit here and dm this girl that these are my thoughts like did i fucking ask for your opinion sarah 91 3754 like what the fuck i don't i don't care like that's the thing for me is i genuinely don't care i've been through so much shit in my life there is nothing no i i get it but it then what like it shouldn't why is that okay like i don't i don't know i don't get it and people will say that, right? Like, I've, I said this before in a different episode. It's like, oh, it comes with the territory. Yeah, Why? Like were, you, like, were you raised in a barn? Like, what the fuck is or wrong like, with you? Well, you know, you're in the public eye, so that's just what you're going to get. You're going to have to accept that. That's cool. But when I, let me tell you something. When I'm upset or feeling insecure or mad, I don't go to the comment section. I don't go to DMs and attack someone else. I literally, I just chill. I drink some wine and watch TV. So... Let's not act like this is what I signed up for. Let's call it like it is. And that's an insecurity issue on you, bitch. Not on me. Absolutely. It says everything about the person. And this is with anything, with anyone in your life who's treating you in a way that's less than acceptable. Like that is saying everything about them and not that much about you. You know what I mean? The body dysmorphia thing is so fucking real. I feel like that's a whole other hour that we could talk about because... Oh my God, if I could only tell you, I mean, everybody who listens to my podcast knows because I've talked about it so much. Like it's one of the biggest things in my life that has like been paralyzing because it's like we say these things about ourselves and we 
create our own beliefs in a way. And once you have that belief and you're stuck to it, I have a, I have a really sticky mind also. So it's like once I think something or I want something, like it's just there and I just can't get rid of it. And that's what I went to therapy for. That's why I started going to therapy was like, fuck, man, this isn't life. Like I don't feel like I'm living. Like this is awful. Like I'm just, you know, trapped. And so now what's left is like lingering it's those feelings. It's those feelings of like inadequacy when it's like, oh, well, you know, yeah, I'm happy with my body, but like this could be better or that could be better or this or that or you know what I mean? And it's like, I still won't go to the beach. And even though I'm fucking dying to, and that's like crazy to say, and it makes me so upset because it's like, I want to, I live in fucking Miami. Do you, you know what I mean? It's like, I won't even go down to my pool. I'll put on a bathing suit and I'll take fucking thirst traps, but I'm, I won't go down to the pool. Like it doesn't make sense, but it's yeah. baby steps. And I'm like, working through it but it's like it's so real it just is so fucking real you put me onto the next podcast because I could actually spend an hour helping you with that and talking you through that because I used to be exactly like that and I am not anymore um we'll schedule that right now (laughs) (laughs) okay wait my last two questions I could talk to you for fucking ever my wine glass is full and it's almost time but one question I wanted to ask you I know you didn't do much of dating before current mans, but what what's dating like in Dallas? Like, do I have to move there? Like, what's going on over there? Um, it's like I did do a lot of dating before my man. Oh, you did? Um, oh my god, yeah. Let me count. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna to count the people that I had just one date with and never saw them again. Um, Hope they're doing well. <laughs> they're not. They lost me, so they must be. Yeah. Um, let's see. I gave six or seven dudes a chance last year. Okay. And what, like, what was the overall consensus of dating in Dallas? Uh, well, when I met Quincy, I swore off all men. So I'll let you figure out the answer to that. <laughs> okay. So not moving to Dallas anytime soon. I'm just kidding. I fucking love Dallas. I think men um, garbage everywhere. <laughs> I know. I know. You know how I, that's so fucking true because you'll talk to anybody. They could live in buttfuck Oklahoma and they'll be like, men are so awful in this city. Like, it's like everywhere. It's not the location. It's the species. Like, it's the fucking gender. I have yet, no, literally, I have yet to hear somebody be like, dating here is so fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Dating in Miami is fun. I have a, I have fun. I would be having fun. fun, Yeah. Fun is not serious. Fun's not commitment. I could have fun by myself in a closet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's not, yeah. it's not saying much anyway. Yeah. No, the guy before Quincy was actually from church and he was, I shit you not on paper, the perfect package and was garbage. So there you go. My last question for you, which is the question I've been asking everybody at the end, gives you a little homework and you're going to tell us how you're going to be 1% kinder to yourself this week. Ugh, this week? <sighs> so weird because I'm so kind to myself you know what um I I say this as a joke but I'll say like I'll spill something or something like you're so dumb or something like that like I'm so stupid and I say it because I don't actually think I'm stupid but I know that if I have kids which that's a big ass if in there okay if I have kids and they spill something or break something, they're gonna be like, I'm so stupid, they're gonna beat themselves up. And I'm gonna be like, no, you're not stupid, it was an accident. But if they're watching mom, and I do the same thing, and I'm like, I'm so stupid, they're gonna pick up on that. And they're gonna speak that. And that's not life. That's like death. That's like ill will on you, basically, calling yourself names, eventually, your brain is gonna think like, oh, this is normal, you're a clumsy bitch, or you're an idiot. 
And I never want my kids to speak that way over themselves. So if I can start that and like ixnay that little habit, ASAP before they even come out of They're going to be the best kids ever. I love that for you. And words are so fucking important. I don't think people realize how important they actually are because like you said, we're, you know, especially us funny queens, we can be self-deprecating, right? And it's all good and fun, but like there's a line and your mind, I don't care how woo-woo this sounds, like you can hear everything you're saying to yourself. You realize (laughs) that, right? Like you are, you talk to yourself more than you talk to anybody. And so I always talk about words and how important they are and how we, how mindful we should be of what we say, even if we're kidding. So very intentional is how I've learned to live my life. And it's been so much. I love that. I love this so much. I could talk to you for fucking hours. Um, Can't wait for part two. (laughs) Where can people find you? Where can people get more of you? Tell us. Um, Alicia Rebel, A-L-I-S-H-A-R-E-V, like Valentine, E-L as in love. We love to see it. <laughs> um, follow me on TikTok. I'm funny kale, and then Instagram is where I do my style reels and all that jazz. I'm sweet and curvy with a fat ass, so you're welcome already. I fucking love you. I can't. <laughs> this is the best outro I've ever heard somebody do. Oh my no. gosh. Okay. <laughs>